Welcome to Legally Groomed Positive Cash Flow. This podcast's focus is towards the pet grooming industry, but other small businesses may also benefit. Whether you are looking to start your own pet grooming business or you have been in business for many years, my goal is to help you scale your business, save money and taxes, and create a business that grows your wealth. Consider this podcast as that spoonful of sugar which can help the medicine go down. My name is Chris Lights. I am an enrolled agent specializing in helping small businesses with their taxes and accounting needs. My mission is to empower you through the knowledge to create that positive cash flow in your day-to-day business activities. Remember, the information we share is for educational purposes only, not individual tax advice. Now that we got that out of the way, let's start the show. Welcome to this week's podcast. Today I wanted to go over the first of four different types of entities or structures that you could set up your business with. We're going to start with this week the sole proprietorships. Then next week I'm going to go over LLCs and the special rules regarding those. On the 21st of November I'll be covering partnerships and qualified joint ventures. That's when you are in a partnership with your spouse. And then to round out November on the 28th, I'm going to go over corporations, particularly S corporations and the rules and stuff like that. So again, I wanted to first talk to you about sole proprietorships. That is usually one of the easiest businesses to start. You really don't need to have that many things in place as you may have to with a um, partnership or so I wanted to start with sole proprietorships that is often the first go-to when somebody is starting a business especially when they're doing it on their own there aren't as many complicated legal agreements like with an LLC or an S Corp or a general partnership And I wanted you to understand that there are a lot of good things to go with it as well as some cons. So let's start with some of the pros. First, you have complete control and the flexibility to run the business as you see fit. You are the boss. Unlimited liability means that your creditors are more likely to extend credit if needed. Another uh, pro is that you receive all business profits. You don't share it with anybody. And also a big one is that you have smaller amounts of capital that are needed and it can make for an easier organization. Now, some some of the cons is that as a sole proprietor, you are personally liable for all business debts. You're all by yourself. So if you have any kinds of assets or whatever else, they can go after that. Banks can be reluctant to give you a loan due to the a high turnover rate of sole proprietors. And usually you have smaller assets unless you have a home, etc. Creditors, business creditors, can go after your personal property to satisfy a claim if your business assets aren't enough. So if you are a mobile groomer and you purchase yourself a grooming van, you're a sole proprietor. You also have a your own home and you may have money in the bank, etc. 
if you don't pay for that grooming van, that creditor can go after your personal property. And then since the business relies on only one person, a lot of times it can be harder to raise capital on a long-term basis. So you really want to look and speak with somebody to get more of an idea of what you are required to do. Now, as a sole proprietor, you would file your tax return on your 1040. And one of the forms that you're gonna find on the 1040 is a Schedule C. And what this does is this is where you are showing your profit, excuse me, I'm sorry. This is where you are showing your gross income as well as your expenses, your ordinary and necessary expenses in order to do to take care of your business. So you can run it and make money. And then what is left over is your net income. Now this net income is subject not only to income taxes, but also you are subject to the self-employment tax. And since you are a sole proprietor, you don't have an employer paying half and the employee paying half. You are paying the full amount. That's 15.3%. So you have to consider that. Now also, when you are taking money out for your personal expenses and you take a draw, that money is part of the net income. So you are, and you need to consider that when you are taking draws because a lot of times what I've seen and I've heard is that a small business will look at their net income on their tax return and then they look at their bank account and their bank account is way less and they say how can i owe this or how can i pay this i don't have any money in the the bank account well whatever you drew out of that is still part of that net income so you still have to pay that tax and one of the things that you need to consider is that as a sole proprietor unless you have other refundable credits you are going to have to make estimated tax payments and you need to make them regularly the due dates are you're doing it for the current year so for 2022 in this year you should have started paying estimated tax taxes starting april 15th of 2022 i'm sorry for the 2022 tax year that's correct. Then the next one is in June 15th of 2022, September 15th of 2022, and then to round out that last few months of 2022, it is due by January 15th of 2023. So if you make estimated payments, and I usually suggest, especially when you're first starting your business, to make an estimated payment at least covering your self-employment tax. So for example, um, since we're getting into the end of the year, and if you haven't yet made any estimated payments and you are a sole proprietor, what you're gonna do is you're gonna look at your net income for September, October, November, and December. You're gonna multiply that by 15.3%, and you're gonna send that as an estimated tax. So at least you have something already covering it. And since the holidays, are your biggest period that should bear well for the rest of the year i mean you, you you may still owe definitely and if you made a lot during the year and you haven't you may want to make a bigger payment and then after your 
when you file your tax return, you'll have a better idea of how much you need to pay each quarter. And if it's a case where you need assistance to figure this out, um, you can look uh, in the description. I have my uh, website and you can send me an email and I can help you calculate out the estimated tax payment just so that you're not caught with a big tax bill. Also, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about EINs. You're not necessarily required to have an EIN as a sole proprietor. Now, if you are going for a bank account, with your business name on it, the bank may require an EIN in order to set that up. If you are hiring employees, you'll want an EIN. And also for like a doing business as, and also if you are using a system like Square to take credit cards, you might want to get an EIN to provide to Square. One of the things I would like to mention that is if you are already a sole proprietor, and you are looking to do an LLC, which again, I'm talking about next week, you're going to need to get another EIN for the LLC because then that's going to be a separate entity. And we'll go over that more next week. If you are looking for more information, there is the IRS publication number 334. It is called the Tax Guide for Small Businesses, and it can help determine your tax filing and payment schedule and stuff like that. There's also a publication number 583 that will give you more of an insight into starting a business and the record keeping regulations because you really still need to keep good books because sole proprietors are filing on a Schedule C. You may find yourself more in the line of the IRS wanting to further examine your tax returns, especially if they are seeing some areas that may require more inf information. I have covered this last week when I was talking about meals and uh, mileage, vehicle expenses. So you definitely want to look into keeping uh, good bookkeeping. My suggestion is get with a good bookkeeper to start. I would really like to recommend Kendra Reber of the Groomage Bookkeeper. I will actually have her information below. Hopefully she will join me in a future webinar so that we can talk more about bookkeeping and the necessity for having good records. She works with a number of my clients and she makes my job easier when it comes to the filing of tax returns. So I just wanted to mention just a few things. So sole proprietors, they contribute a lot to the American economy. They provide jobs for themselves when a corporate America definitely could not do 100%. And if you actually looked at each sole proprietor, where if they looked for a business to create a job for them instead of taking the, this initiative on their own, the USA would have unemployment that would rival the Great Depression. Now, while sole proprietor is not officially counted amount among the ranks of employers, the services and the services that you produce make it possible for millions of fellow Americans to be gainfully employed. I mean, a number of you are hiring employees. You are part of what makes this economy go and around. It's important. They say that roughly the, the buying power within uh, sole proprietors is roughly about 7% of the GDP. 
about $1 trillion. Can you imagine that? Next, we want to consider the millennial generation. And then, we, of course, we have Gen Z coming up, too. The importance of these social, uh, the importance of sole proprietorships to the national economy can, will only increase in the future. The jobs that millennials will need, many positions are having to be created by millennials themselves. Many of the new groomers that are coming to me that are starting their new businesses, they are millennials. They are part of the starting a part of the Gen Z generation. We, we need, you need to consider of how important businesses sole proprietorships are contributing to the u.s economy even if they are only a one-person business like sole providers you still need to have a short-term operating plan as well as having some long-term strategic plans you want to keep track of it you want to be able to see are you on track with what you want to do what do you need to make changes with you also need to make a habit of socking away a portion of your annual earnings so that you can weather the inevitable storms that come up i mean just consider covid of how much that affected so many people all over the country when they had to shut down for those that didn't have anything socked away and they were not able to work that was really dire there were some things that worked out for them with like the PPP, which was able to help some sole proprietors, but still you have to look at your money. And one of the things that I've talked about is the profit first, where you are allocating your money as you receive it, starting with having profit, making sure you have the owner's compensation, have money for taxes, as well as your operating expenses. And you also want to put money away to cover you so that you can continue your business if you have to take a break for whatever reason. And also, one of the things is that being a sole proprietor, you are still being a collaborator. You know, you need to play well with others. You need to work with your with other businesses so that they can help you if they are going to provide you with some products that you need. You need to, of course, consider your your clients, your employees. It's every no man is an island, so you definitely want to work with others. Seek assistance where you can. Like I, you know, I've, I've got the tax issues for self-employed groomers group on Facebook. You're welcome to join if you are a groomer or you are planning to go and have your own grooming business. But I would definitely check that out and ask. I'm here as well. You have my link. I just, my goal is just to make it for you either the grooming business that's already established or you are looking to have your own business that you can start on the right foot and be successful in your pursuit. I hope this helped you. If you have any questions, please let me know. And I will talk to you next week. And again, we'll go over limited liability companies and the different things that you need to consider. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for joining our podcast today. Are you looking for more tax and accounting help for your grooming business? Are you feeling a little adrift at everything that you need? Do you want to start out on a positive foundation or possibly fix your foundation? First, contact me at legallygroom.com and check out my website. I invite you to join our Facebook group, Tax Issues for Self-Employed Groomers. 
We are a lively group that work as a community and you will not feel judged for your questions. I try where I can to provide examples when sometimes just seeing the numbers can help. Don't forget to follow the Legally Groomed Podcast, Positive Cashflow, and listen as you groom. Click the link above.